On today's show, we talk to Rachel about her February trip to Disney World. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 152. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World planning website. Today I talk with Rachel. She did a huge family trip to Disney World, 17 people in total, and she was the one who did most of the planning. And on top of doing all of that planning with 17 people, um, they decided they wanted to do a whole bunch of advanced reservations. So Her goal was to book two advanced reservations per day for the entire group. That's a lot of advanced reservations. So she managed to get everything on her bucket list, which was really, really great. They did end up canceling some, but she had a ton of sit down reservations with her family. They looked at this as a way um, for the family to like break apart and then come back together and spend some time together at the parks because we had all different ages as well. So it's siblings, um, their spouses, their kids, parents. So multi-generation, a lot of people, a lot of planning. So um, in this episode, we're going to hear about, and you're going to find a lot of information in the show notes. um, So anything we discuss that sounds interesting, head there if you want more information. But we're going to discuss doing the perks with a big group, uh, writer switch, writer swap, uh, because we have some babies in this group, some little people in this group. So writer swap was uh, an important factor. So we talk about doing rider swap and what she did with the other kids who weren't riding. Also something a lot of people overlook uh, when they go with younger kids. Um, So height requirements are going to be in there. Uh, We talk a lot about transportation, getting to different restaurants and and resorts and stuff. Um, Space 220, that's one I still get asked a lot about. They went there. So you'll find information on that. You'll hear all about that. Um, getting the virtual queue in the morning. We struggled with it, you'll hear in this episode, but she did end up being successful and individual lightning lanes and Genie Plus. So we cover a lot on this one. There's a ton of really, really great, useful information, you know, on top of the trip report, Disney World magic. So I'm going to go ahead and let Rachel take it away. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk Disney World with you. So why don't we get started with the dates of your trip? Sure. So we arrived in Orlando on Saturday, February 25th, and we left on Saturday, March 4th. Okay. And how many people were in your group? We had 17 people. Ooh, that's a big group. (laughs) It was just like a big family trip. Yes. Yeah. It was my parents. And then I have three sisters and all of our families. How many kids total were there? Oh gosh. Um, eight <laughs> kids. <laughs> I'm going to make you now do a little math, right? Yeah. How, how many were your kids? Three. Three were your kids. The rest were nieces and nephews. Yeah. Now with a trip this big, I've done big trips like this. It can be the planning aspect of it, like planning in general for Disney is already tough, but the planning aspect with this many people can be tricky. How did you guys decide to tackle the planning part of the trip with so many people? Well, I'd say I kind of took over. So I enjoy the planning part of it. So I kind of am familiar. I've done our last couple of trips as well. And so I kind of, I got an idea of what everyone's priorities were and 
tried to sort of come up with a loose schedule for each family. I'm not sure that everyone really looked at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that goes, right? All that hard work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They may or may not actually look at it. Yes. But the the main plan was really my my parents were helping to pay for a part of the trip and they really wanted to try to do two meals per day together. So we booked a lot of ADRs in advance and kind of planned to go our own way between meals. Okay. So your plan then was to just meet up for meals with everybody, all 17 people, and then in anything before, after, in between that, everybody, every family's kind of doing their own thing. Kind of, although we did try to leave at the same time in the morning. And so with that being the plan and you guys planning two sit down meals per day, did you decide to do park hoppers or were you just doing one park per day? No, just one park okay. per day. Some of the kids are small and we just didn't think we could make it to more than one park. Gotcha. So talk to me about the booking of the reservations, the dining reservations ahead of time. Did Were you just picking stuff based on what park you were at? Did you guys have a discussion about it? What was the thought behind dining? Because that takes, you know, that's its own advanced planning right there, the dining right. piece of it. Yeah. Well, we planned for the most popular meals to be toward the end of our week. Yeah. So when we were, we were staying on property, so at Caribbean beach resort, so we could do the entire week on our first 60 days in advance timeline. And so three of us got online that morning and booked reservations. So we did not have a reservation for 17 people. We had two to four reservations for each meal. So you decided you decided in advance what restaurants you were going to do. You had three people who were assigned to get on and make reservations mm-hmm. for everybody. And just so in case people don't understand you, because you were staying on property at 60 days, you could do the length of your entire trip. So 60 days plus that, you know, six days that you were at Disney World. So basically you got 66 days out where you yes. could book your stuff. So harder to get stuff you put towards the end of your trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. And so was everybody just booking for their own families? Were you guys together? Were you texting? Like, how did you coordinate all of this? Cause you can't get a single dining reservation for 17 people. So how did you guys coordinate what restaurants, times, things like, did you have it like written out? What did you do? We did. We had it written out for what day we wanted a certain meal and the order in which we were trying to book it. So the three of us got on Zoom together that morning as well. We turned our cameras off to try to avoid bogging down our Wi-Fi too much. And then we just talked through it as we went like, oh, I found this. I grabbed, you know, a party of eight for this. Okay, I'm going to try to get six or, you know, that sort of thing. Talked through it. We did find that the app was working a lot better than the website. Interesting. Yeah. So we had our phones open and then we also had a lot of tabs open on our computers to try to get those restaurants. Okay. I think this is going to be really helpful because a lot, a lot of people ask me about like big groups and booking stuff like this. So this is, I think these are really good, important tips on how you guys handle this. Now I will say in my personal situation, nobody was willing to get up at the crack of dawn to help me book the restaurant reservations, but that's good that you had people who were willing to wake up and jump on zoom and have 
computers and phones open and ready to go. So did you get everything that you like? We'll talk as we go through the, the trip itself. We'll talk about where you ate. But were you able to get everything on your list? Yeah, we got everything yeah. we wanted. Oh, great. Amazing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that's super helpful for a lot of people. So you said you guys were staying at Caribbean Beach Resort, right? Yes. Okay. So walk me through like your arrival day. Were you guys getting in with enough time to hit a park or was it just straight to the resort on that day? Just straight to the resort that day. And the four families were all traveling separately. So two of us flew and two of us drove. So we, my husband and I flew from Cincinnati and we got in around, I think our flight landed a little before 4 p.m. and we were the last to arrive at the resort. So my parents and, and the other families got there a little earlier. The rooms weren't ready, but they were able to visit the pool. My mom even ran into Goofy and a couple <laughs> of other characters in the lobby. And then when we got there, we were all able to get into our rooms and we went to dinner at Sebastian's at the resort. And how did you get from the airport to the resort? My family took Sunshine Flyer. It was great. We had to stop at two or three other resorts before we got to Caribbean Beach, but it was pretty easy. When we landed, we didn't have to wait long for the bus or anything like that. They had little paper conductor hats <laughs> for the kids and stickers. And with five people, I'd imagine that was probably the most cost-effective way for you guys to get there versus like ride share or something like that? Well, my three kids are all still in car seats. So that was the main reason for doing that. I just felt it was the safest. So with car seats, did you guys do stroller rental or anything like that? We brought our own double stroller and gate checked it on the plane. Let's talk about then your arrival. So you said you got there late afternoon mm -hmm. and had dinner at Sebastian's Bistro. How was that? It was great. I thought it was really good. Their dessert was amazing. Oh, what was the dessert? It was some sort of bread pudding. And now I'm forgetting. <laughs> we had so many meals. Right. I just made a note. The dessert was good. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So other than a nice meal and a nice meal at your resort, which is always a plus to not have to go anywhere on a travel day. Anything else for you guys that particular evening? Well, we... The resort is two floors and there's no elevators. So with the double stroller, we had requested ground floor and we didn't get it. Ooh. So we were, yeah. So we were calling the front desk and they said that the only thing that they could do for us was move us to the ground floor the next day. So that was sort of a, a disappointment. So we tried to keep stuff as packed up as we could and we were going to Magic Kingdom the next day. So we ended up moving all of our stuff to my parents' room. And then when we got back from the park that, that, you know, next day we moved everything into our new room, which, you know, was frustrating, but in the end it was worth it to not have to carry that stroller. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, a double stroller too. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, yeah. did they have you guys together before the move? Like you and your family were your rooms all together? They were all in the same building, but they weren't side by side. The two families that didn't have a stroller had adjoining rooms on the second floor. And when we were moved to the next day, we were right next to my sister who did have a double stroller. So she was able to get a ground floor room that first night. Yeah, typically they're pretty good about putting everybody together, but I'm guessing they just weren't able to do it this time. Let's hop right into your first park day then. Where are you going on your first park day? Magic Kingdom. 
All right. So are we doing Genie Plus? Are we rope dropping? What's our morning plan here? My husband and I bought Genie Plus for our family. My older sister's kids are older and they were interested in the bigger rides. My younger sister's kids are one and almost three. So they were interested in the younger rides and my kids are right in between. So they wanted to do both. (laughs) We thought that would strategically be a good idea for us to try to do Genie Plus. And we also were rope dropping. But this was the morning of the Princess Half Marathon. Oh, okay. That, you know, and that would probably explain why rooms were harder to get Mm -hmm. that night because the Princess Half Marathon is, it's a busy time at the parks. Yeah. And there was some traffic changes, I believe. Yeah. So we took the bus and it was extremely foggy that morning. So we couldn't see very far. And when the bus stopped to drop us off, we were surprised to find that we were at the transportation and ticket center. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I assume that that's because of the marathon or the half marathon. So we took the monorail in to the park and I think it was just, it took a little bit longer to get there, but we were still in good shape. I believe we still got there right before early entry started. I'm surprised that they didn't tell you this. They didn't have signage in the lobby or at the bus stop or anything telling you. You know, I have three small children. They very well may have. <laughs> I understand. No, I I, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So you're like, no one else looked surprised. So <laughs> yeah. But so you you still made it on time though, despite the right. detour. Right. And my, my, my son really wanted to ride the monorail. So it was actually a perk. It worked. <laughs> it was still a win. Yes. So you get there for early entry, just in time. Are you, what, what rides, first, what rides are you grabbing for Genie Plus? And then once you do that, where, where are you going for your rope drop rides? So I believe we grabbed Jungle Cruise first for right after our lunch. And we, when we got to the park, we took a big group photo in front of the train station at the front of the park. And then we made our way to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So you're rope dropping Seven Dwarfs. How was the line for that during early entry? Well, by the time we got up there early, they were already letting people back, but I don't know that they were letting people on the ride yet. We made the mistake of walking through the the hub, I think they call it, toward the castle. And we didn't realize you had to kind of go around. So that was, you know, one thing, make sure you know which area, which spoke of the hub you're allowed to walk through during early entry. Yeah, it can be chaotic. And there are cast members with signs, but, you know, it's there's so many people around. It can be really easy to just, you know, follow the flow the wrong way if you're not sure where you're going. Right. So we were doing parent swap with the little ones or rider switch. And so I believe the line might have said, you know, 40 minutes or something like that. And this was right at the beginning of early entry. But it definitely didn't take that long. We found that all of the the wait times first thing in the morning were a little bit inflated. So that was that was fine. And so as the the big kids and some of the adults rode that, my one sister and I took the little kids on a couple of rides. So I did Winnie the Pooh, which my two-year-old was scared of. <laughs> uh, but it was a walk-on. And then we did teacups, which my four-year-old was scared of. <laughs> And then we did Dumbo. My two-year-old told me afterwards that he liked it, but he was crying. So I don't think he did. (laughs) And then we also did Little Mermaid, 
And so we got all of that done before we met back up with the first group that did Seven Dwarfs. Oh, wow. Was the first group that did Seven Dwarfs, were they interested in doing the rides that you did in Fantasyland? Like, are you going to have to backtrack or were they fine just skipping those? My six-year-old son who went on Seven Dwarfs did want to go on some of those, but he was able to, I think, go on all of those later. So we just tried to reason with him and tell him, you know, yeah. the little kids can't go on this. You're going right. to have to wait. And and he was fine with that. All right. So that's a really great way to start the morning. And I assume at this point, then the park is now open to all guests. And so yes. more crowds are coming in. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about crowds this day you said that this was a the the morning of the the princess half marathon and that like i said it gets busy 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 so mm-hmm. how did magic kingdom feel crowd wise i mean i haven't been since before covid i felt that it was crowded but i knew that it could be more crowded than it was if that makes <laughs> sense yeah no it does <laughs> Walk me through kind of the rest of your morning afternoon at Magic Kingdom. So we got the cinnamon roll at Gaston's Tavern, took some more photos. Uh, I took my son back on Seven Dwarfs with the rider switch. And some of the other party during that time went on the Speedway. So that was something we had to do later with my son since he missed it. And then we did Buzz Lightyear. It was definitely a shorter line than it said at that time. So I want to say it said that it was like a 30 minute wait and maybe we waited 20 minutes and we had a big group back together by that point. And then we did the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. And in the meantime, I grabbed Space Mountain Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for my husband, my six-year-old son, and I. I had read a review somewhere that said, if you have a child, which in my case was my four-year-old daughter, who, you know, can get a lightning lane through Genie Plus, but won't ride the ride that you're booking, go ahead and grab them something else. And then you can add to that later. So I grabbed the Cinderella meet and greet. So then after that, it was a little bit confusing to figure out when I could book all of us again versus part of the party because they were booked at different times. Right. That two hour rule is per person. And so if you've got a group that you're doing with it and one is at a different time, it changes when you can book everybody for a ride. Right. So how did you handle that then? I kept modifying as much as I could to get a time that worked for us because we didn't want to rush over to Cinderella. So I was pushing it back for the most part. My husband and my son went on Space Mountain and and then we rider switched and, and my son didn't really like that one. He loves roller coasters but he didn't want to go on Space Mountain again. So I wrote it by myself. And after we had all scanned in, I grabbed the Cinderella meet and greets for the rest of us and was able to modify to overlapping times. I'm glad that worked. (laughs) You were able to adjust the times. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And by that time, it it was time for our lunch at Crystal Palace. So this is your first advanced reservation for Magic Kingdom, Crystal Palace. And yay, Winnie the Pooh is back at Crystal Palace. So I'm assuming the kids just loved this. Yes, they did. My two-year-old warmed up to characters by the end of the week, but he was a little bit nervous. (laughs) Yeah. He, He did high fives and really liked to see them from across the table, but didn't really want to do hugs or anything. How was the food at Crystal Palace? I thought it was great. You know, having a a buffet with small children 
you know, it seemed a lot of the character meals we did, the characters were there as soon as we sat down. So we had to kind of wait to do the pictures and then go get the kids food, come back. Maybe another character was there. So it took a while before my husband and I could go up and get our own food. So that was, you know, not the best, but it worked fine. And I thought the food was good. Now, well, how do you feel about the the value at Crystal Palace? It's not cheap. Um, and, you know, some people argue like, well, for buffet food, you know, this is really expensive. Do you feel like the characters add enough value for the price tag at Crystal Palace? I feel like it's all relative depending on your budget. And it also depends on your priorities, I think. You know, with small ch- children who really like Winnie the Pooh, that might be the only way you get to see them. And, you know, with characters and just how long everything takes with small children. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything takes 10 times as long. Yeah. But, you know, if you have older kids or you're just adults and you don't care for meeting characters, then I could see, you know, that it's a little expensive and it it takes some time out of your day as well. It does. Yeah. Do you how long do you think you were there at Crystal Palace? Maybe 2 hours at most, maybe an hour and a half. Everybody met up for this for lunch at Crystal Palace, are you? Is anybody sticking together? Are you all breaking apart at this at this point? What are you guys doing after lunch? Well, my husband and I had our our lightning lane for Jungle Cruise, so we broke off from the group. And I'm not sure if the rest of them stayed together at that point. It's kind of kind of hectic. So we grabbed Big Thunder Mountain. I think I grabbed that for my daughter as well. So I had four of those. But she still did not want to do roller coasters. She, you know, I forgot to mention, we did do Barnstormer in the morning. So she rode that and she was okay with it, but, you know, not, not super excited. And so you grabbed Big Thunder, not sure how she'd feel about it. So was she, did she end up being brave enough? Did she get, did she get on? No, no. Her, her older brother was lucky to be able to use a lot of her. Oh, there you go. Lanes. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. so he wasn't complaining. <laughs> no. Okay, so what now when you guys are splitting up, what are you are you just kind of waiting? Because it's, you know, it's a lightning lane, so it does go faster. Are you taking her and going elsewhere when the others are riding? Yes. So so a lot of the times we would go on something else when I was on Big Thunder with my older son my husband took my daughter and the two-year-old to meet Jasmine and Aladdin. And then we would take the time to do bathroom breaks and sunblock application, <laughs> things like that. Perfect. Yes. that's And that's great tip as well, because I think it's everyone, if you have little kids, you know, everything takes 10 times longer and things are going to be, you know, a little more challenging and you have to park a stroller and you have to do this and that and bathroom breaks take way longer, but trying to plan it out when you're at Disney, like there's definitely things you don't think of. And so I think that's a great opportunity to do those things, the bathroom breaks, the sunblock application and, you know, or stopping for that snack or finding milk or whatever they might need. So Yes, no, these are helpful tips. Okay, after Big Thunder, where are you guys heading? We did Pirates of the Caribbean at some point with a lightning lane. And, you know, the the two little ones were a little bit nervous, but they were fine, I suppose. (laughs) We went up to Haunted Mansion with a lightning lane at one point. And my daughter, when, when we told her it was fun, spooky, you know, not scary, just a little bit spooky, she sort of screamed and cried, not wanting to go on it. And 
you might have forced her on it. Yeah. And she was fine. You know, okay. So I sometimes, I always explain it this way. I'm like, I sometimes I force my kids to do stuff like that, to go on rides, but I don't ever force them on anything that I know they wouldn't enjoy. Right. You know, like you are her mom, you know, she's going to, at the end of the day, it's not actually going to scare her and she's going to enjoy it. So mm-hmm. you have to push them out of their comfort zone a little bit. That's yeah. your job. <laughs> and she didn't love it. She wasn't like, I want to go on it again, but she didn't cry on the ride. Like she was, she was fine looking. Well, co- I mean, bit. come on. Is she going to, if she did love it, would she admit it after you made <laughs> Probably. her? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are you forcing everybody on next? <laughs> We did get on the carousel. We used our lightning lane at the Cinderella meet and greet, which was with Elena of Avalor. And then we were also able to grab a lightning lane for Tiana and Rapunzel. So that was great. She got to meet five princesses that day, I think. So it was amazing. Is she a huge princess person? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What else? Well, we had dinner at Jungle Navigation Company. So Skipper Canteen for dinner. So this is your second ADR for the day. I love Skipper Canteen. Mm -hmm. Let's hear your thoughts, your family's thoughts. Yeah. So we had never been there before and we had four separate reservations around seven o'clock, but we were able to be sat together at two neighboring tables. I thought the food was good. I had the lamb chops. My two-year-old slept through the whole thing. (laughs) And it was my niece's third birthday that day. So we had a Mickey cake. Oh, how nice. So a few questions here. So first, Mm -hmm. let's backtrack because you said you made four reservations. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So how are you handling that? Because like we said earlier, you can't make a single reservation for 17 people like it just the system won't allow you to do it so you have to make multiple reservations so how are you guys handling that are you you know telling somebody earlier in the day are you telling somebody when you check in like can we sit together what are you guys doing to try and get seated at at least close by Mm -hmm. yeah we tried to arrive a little bit early to all of our reservations if possible And we didn't use the mobile check-in at all. We went and talked to a person um, in order. Yeah. So to tell them, you know, we've got these reservations. Is there any way for us to be together or at least near each other? And they were pretty accommodating. You know, you can't really put 17 people all at one table, uh, but we were almost, almost every time, at least at tables near each other. I had a server. I don't know if this is true for all restaurants at Disney, but I had a server at a restaurant tell me that they were not able or allowed to like move tables. It might've just been at that restaurant. I don't know, but he was like, you know, we can try and seat people close, but we can't, they don't allow us to like push tables together. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if that's true of every restaurant, but it is something important to note. And you said something very important here for anybody with a big group trying to book multiple reservations. Don't do the check-in in the app. You're given the option to be like, I'm here, I'm checking in for my table. But if you do that on the app, they're not able to like rearrange so that you can hopefully be seated close by. So I'm glad that you that you did that because that's a very, very important tip there. Okay, my second question is about the birthday cake. You had, is it one of those big Mickey dome cakes? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, did you guys order that ahead of time? 
No, we didn't. I think one of my family members mentioned it at the table and they were able to bring them Oh, out. that's great that they were able to do. They can't always do it if you mention it, but you can order them ahead of time. So that's really cool that they were able to get the the Mickey cake. How I've never had one of those cakes. How was it? You know, I was so stuffed. I tried a little tiny piece. Um, it was good. <laughs> that's Disney dining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Lesson learned a little bit too much food. Something else I was going to mention is that some of our reservations weren't, didn't cover all the way to 17 people. A couple of them, we were short one or two people. And so we just let them know that we had an extra infant because we had two small children in high chairs. Oh, were they okay with that? I got in trouble. Yeah. Well, actually, I say in trouble, but I got like lectured by somebody once when my daughter was a baby and I did that. <laughs> were yeah. they, were they okay? Were they cool with that? Yeah, I think at all of the restaurants, they were okay with that. You know, we weren't adding on five more people or something like that. So, and a high chair is so small, they can usually squeeze it in. Yeah. I've just, you know, after that happened to me once, I'm like, don't do that. You'll get in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like it was a good meal. You got a birthday cake. And you said this, your reservation was at 7 p.m. And did anybody take breaks throughout the day or were you just going from, you know, open on? Were you just charging through? My family charged through almost every day and my two-year-old would would fall asleep in the stroller or on one of us. The older two, we just dealt with. (laughs) (laughs) They they each fell asleep a couple of times throughout the week. But my my sister who has the one-year-old and then the one who turned three, they did go back to the resort almost every day to take naps. Now, I'm curious, I'm past the days of babies napping in strollers, but I definitely remember being at the parks with a baby napping in a stroller. When you would fall asleep, what what would you guys do? Because you're limited in where you can go with the stroller, you know, like as far as going inside. So we took him with us and did a lot of, you know, rider switch and that sort of thing so that he could, could nap or, you know, if he was sleeping on one of us, we were carrying him around. And we had a double stroller, but three kids. So it was a lot of fighting over whose turn it was to ride in the stroller. <laughs> Does everybody fit in the stroller still? Yes. My, my oldest is six. So, you know, if it had been just him, we probably wouldn't have taken a stroller, but he definitely benefited from, from having his turn. Less complaining, you mm-hmm. know, I'd imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So after dinner, did you guys stay for the fireworks? We did not that night. I think we might have still been at dinner when they were going off because our dinner was at seven and the fireworks were at 8 15. After dinner then are you guys just heading back to the resort? Yeah it was a long day so we we did not stay till close because the park was open till 11 o'clock that night. Okay yeah that's a lot for smaller kids. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for me so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an adult. All right so the next day then where are you guys headed? What's your second park day? Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. So are we doing Genie Plus again? Are we rope dropping? We did not do Genie Plus, but we rope rope dropped Avatar Flight of Passage. Okay. And is everybody in the group good with rope drop? It's such a large group. And to convince 17 people that like, hey, this is a good idea to get up this early and get on a bus and go to this park. Is everybody cool with this plan of rope dropping? I would say they understood why we were doing it. And I did tell them, you know, if you want to buy Genie Plus and, and book your lightning lanes so that you can sleep in and get to the park later, you can. But if we want to, you know, save the money, then let's get up early. Animal Kingdom, then we're going to try and 
head to Pandora first thing and do Flight of Passage. How did that plan work out? Were you guys able to get there for early entry? Yeah, we got there, I'd say probably 10 to 15 minutes before they started letting people in. And I was really excited because it, it seemed like there weren't very many people ahead of us, you know, maybe two lines of 75 people each or, or something like that. But as we were going through, it seemed like the crowds mingled and, and we were slowed down by all of the, the size of our party and that sort of thing. But it was fine. You know, we, we got to Flight of Passage. We were doing rider switch for that. As we were getting in line, my one nephew had to use the restroom. So his dad went with him <laughs> and, and his mom, my sister, let a cast member know that the rest of our party was going through the line. And they actually, when they got back, they let them go through the lightning lane. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, it was, it was super nice. I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah. So we, we got a little bit split up in the line, just confusion and that sort of thing, but it was fine. We all got through fairly quickly. And my, I was with my six-year-old son who loves roller coasters uh-huh. and he did not want to go on that one a second time. Oh no, really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he didn't really say he was scared of it, but for everything else he was, you know, I want to go on it again. I'm so excited. And yeah. this one, he was like, oh, that one was enough. Okay. How long was the, the initial wait? I know you were doing rider switch, but how long was that initial wait for the ride when you rope dropped during early entry? It was maybe 45 minutes to an hour on the sign, but it didn't, you know, again, it was shorter. So than less than said. 45 minutes. Yeah, I'd say so. Excellent. That's really great. Once everybody gets through and you do the rider switch, what are the rest of, what's the rest of your morning look like? We went to Navi River Journey. So as a group, we all went on that together. I want to say the wait for that might have been a half an hour at that time, maybe shorter. And then we went over to the safari. And, you know, along the way, a different person would have to go to the bathroom. So the whole group <laughs> stopped. And, and we had made a joke because in those, those sort of schedules I had loosely planned ahead of time, for my family, I had put in bathroom break and where there was a nearby bathroom to be. <laughs> wow. And, and, yeah. And so my, my brother-in-law had made a joke about, oh, I hope she, you know, schedules in bathroom breaks for us or something <laughs> kind of teasing me about it. But then, you know, in that instance, it's like, you know what, if we had scheduled, You're like, see, break, see, everyone would have gone at the same time. You, so, laughed. Yeah. you all left. And now here we are looking for a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. So, we, so we walked to the safari and it, it was, I think it was an hour wait, maybe a little bit less by the time we got there. So I was so excited first thing in the morning, we're going to get through everything so quickly. And, you know, there was nothing, it wasn't terrible. You know, we had to wait a little bit, but, you know, doesn't everyone. And so we did that. And my, my dad was really funny because he was saying, you know, the, the ride is so bumpy. And I said, maybe, maybe it's to be more authentic, you know? And he said, you know, so maybe it's for the experience. My dad said, I could enjoy the experience a little better if I wasn't hanging on for dear life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a safari. So yeah. <laughs> now how was the, how was the weather? I mean, this is, we're still in February. This is the 27th, right? Of February. This is end of February, mm-hmm. uh, normally a mild time of year, but how was the weather for you guys? It was hot all week, 80s. So this particular morning, it was a little bit cloudy and a little bit cooler earlier in the day. 
So that was nice, but it definitely, you know, the heat came up in the afternoon. All right. So not as mild as we would have hoped for February. Mm -hmm. So were you guys going after the safari? It's like what, late morning at this point? Yeah, it was probably 11, 11, 11 something like that. And I had wanted to go out to Rafiki's Planet Watch, but I was afraid we didn't have enough time before our lunch. So, and some of the group wanted to do the the Gorilla Falls, is that what it's called? Yeah, the trail, the Gorilla Falls trail. Mm-hmm. So we did that. And my two-year-old finally found something that he liked, which was the Okapi. <laughs> so it was super cute. He just wanted to stand there and watch the Okapi munch on leaves. <laughs> it was really cute. And then it was about a half hour before our reservation at Tusker House. So we have a, a lunch reservation? Yes. I don't know what they do for breakfast, but our lunch was, we had one reservation at 1235 and one at 1250. So it was about noon and we decided to just, because we were right there, we decided to check in and, and see, you know, do they, are they able to seat us early? And so they were really accommodating. We did have a little bit of a wait. So I'd say we probably did wait about a half hour. So it was our normal reservation time, but the, I think they're called the Tam Tam Drummers. So some, some kind of streetmosphere entertainment was out there. So we were able to watch that. We got some adult beverages and the kids were dancing around. So it was a nice wait. Okay. That's awesome. How did you guys feel about the food at Tusker house? I've been there once before. I really liked it. I didn't hear anyone else complain. So I think (laughs) everyone liked it. You know, we met Mickey and friends my six-year-old actually, after lunch, fell asleep on the table, like with his head on the table. <laughs> so we have a cute picture of Daisy touching his shoulder because he's asleep. <laughs> now, I'm curious, with so many restaurant reservations, does anybody in the group feel like, and restaurant reservations take quite a bit of time, like, mm-hmm. you know, a couple hours typically, especially for character meals. Did anybody feel like you were taking away from park time? with the restaurant reservations. Yeah. And I actually, I let them know that ahead of time too, that I thought maybe we were a little overscheduled. And so this day we did actually change our plans. We had a dinner reservation at Yak and Yeti and we decided to go ahead and cancel it after lunch. I'm with you with the overplan. Sometimes I prefer overplanning because then if you don't want to do it, you can cancel it. But it's harder to get those last minute reservations than it is to just cancel. And especially now because they changed the rule, you can cancel two hours before. Mm-hmm. So that makes it much easier. So you decided to cancel Yak and Yeti so you'd have more park time. So what are you guys doing then after lunch? So we sort of split up again. My family decided to go ahead and take the train back to Rafiki's Planet Watch My two-year-old fell asleep on the train. So my husband just sat at the train station with him while he was sleeping. (laughs) And it was fine because my husband wanted a break too. Oh, that works. (laughs) So so I took the older two to the petting zoo area, which was super cute. And then we went into the animation experience and my daughter fell asleep drawing. (laughs) It was really sweet. So then I carried her back to the train station and yeah, it was, it was very hot by that point. Isn't it funny um, how kids can just fall asleep anywhere? Yeah, it was amazing. So we had wanted to try to catch the Finding Nemo show, but it was getting later in the afternoon by this point. And we had promised my six-year-old that we would get on Expedition Everest. So 
that was the thing that he was looking forward to most because we had watched, you know, ride videos beforehand. So we did do the rider switch for that. My husband went on it with him first and I got an adult beverage while I was waiting. <laughs> and this one he liked and he did this yes. one again. He loved it. Yes. Oh, good. I, I went on it with him again. And then I was mom of the year because I bought him a Yeti stuffed animal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Yeti spirit Jersey and it's my favorite. The Yeti oh. stuff is so cool. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you guys mm-hmm. doing after this? By this point, it was, I want to say six o'clock, you know, it was getting late. And you had canceled Yak and Yeti. So Mm -hmm. are you guys, what are you doing for dinner then since you're not sitting down Mm -hmm. at a restaurant? So the rest of the family was heading home by this point. We were texting with each other and saw each other from time to time. And we hadn't even made it over to Dinoland USA yet. So, you know, we decided to mobile order food at Flame Tree Barbecue and do the It's Tough to Be a Bug show. The food was great. I had the barbecue chicken salad, I think it was called. But my daughter was, you know, a little upset at one point for one reason or another. And one of the cast members brought her out a cupcake. That was not the last time that she was pixie dusted dessert for crying. (laughs) She must be a cute crier. She must be. I don't know. <laughs> you're immune to it because you're her mom, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. But so that was that was very nice. And after dinner, we I, I can't recall if we did dinner and then it's tough to be a bug or the other way around. But we headed back to the resort after that. And you know, Animal Kingdom tends to close earlier anyway. But it sounds mm-hmm. like everybody was maybe done at this yeah. point. So sounds like a really great day at Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom. Successful without. GD plus, you really, you knocked out most of the big stuff. So that's mm-hmm. really good. All right. So the next day is your third park day. And this is, is this the last day in February? This is the 28th? Yes. Okay. That's correct. All right. Where are you guys headed on this day? Magic Kingdom again. All right. Back to Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So your second time around at Magic Kingdom, is the plan to re-ride? Is it to do stuff you didn't get a chance to do? What's the game plan going in? The game plan in my head was to do the things that we hadn't done yet, but the game plan in my son and my husband's heads were to redo the things that were really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we kind of mixed and matched. Were you outvoted? Oh, you mixed and matched. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Was this another super early morning? We did rope drop again. How about Genie Plus on this day? No Genie Plus. No Genie Plus. Yes. All right. So walk so, me through your morning. We did rider switch at Seven Dwarfs again. And then a few of us went over with the little kids to do Peter Pan. I think it was just my one sister, my older nephew, and my two little ones and I. And it said it was maybe a 40-minute wait, but I think it was 25 minutes. We had gone through a bit of the line for Seven Dwarfs beforehand in order to get to the rider switch point. So by the time we got over to Peter Pan, you know, we hadn't beat a whole lot oh, of the early entry crowd. Gotcha. Yeah, because Peter Pan's going to be your next biggest early entry or, you know, rope drop ride mm-hmm. after Seven Dwarves. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're hitting some fantasy land again. What else are we doing in the morning when everybody is able to meet up again? We did some pictures at Sir Mickey's when that opened. 
So you guys had Memory Maker then. We did, yes. Because they have they have the little studio in there. So what do you think of those studio photos? They I think it depends on the photographer. Sometimes I'm like, these are so fun. Other times I think they're a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys bring dresses or or anything? Like what were you guys doing in the photo studio? You know, the pictures that I had seen beforehand I thought looked really cute, but I think like you said, it depends on the photographer. I didn't feel like the lighting was all that great. So ours were fine. We got some cute ones. They were, you know, included in what we had purchased. So, you know, I can't complain. Sure. Um, So yeah, I mean, there were some, some cheesy things. (laughs) Okay. There's a note in here that I need to ask you about Enchanted Tales with Belle. So that was later that night after the fireworks. So when my daughter was one, it was right before COVID, we went with my in-laws. So it was a smaller family trip. And I remember going to Enchanted Tales with Belle. I have a picture of her strapped to me in a baby carrier with a picture with Belle. And, you know, I'm not necessarily wanting to take a picture with the princess myself you know, that was <laughs> for her, you know, sort of a funny picture. So I was telling her, you know, we're going to go meet Belle. You're going to get your picture taken with her. It's going to be great. But when we got in there, my daughter didn't want to part in the experience and she was a little timid. And then, so they did the, at the end of the experience, they did the pictures with all of the kids who had parts in it. And then a couple of extra ones. So my niece was sitting up front and she got the last picture with Belle. And then Belle was saying goodbye. And my daughter and I were a couple of rows back and she burst into tears. Oh, and I was like, I kind of raised my hand and said, she didn't get her picture. I thought maybe they didn't see her, but the cast members told me as you know, Belle left that, sorry, we can't guarantee pictures with Belle. You know, if you get a, a part in the experience, then you do get your picture taken, but you know, it's, it's not guaranteed. And so I felt like the worst mom in the world for having told her, you're going to meet her, you're going to get your picture taken with her. And then it didn't happen. And so she was crying, just, I broke my heart seeing her cry and there was nothing that they could do evidently. So, you know, I was a little disappointed that they didn't say, Hey, stay in the room and you can do it for the next group or, or something like that. But so it's just sort of a forewarning to other parents that you don't expect to promise your children you're going to get a picture. <laughs> so there was no wait, you know, we were, we waited like 10 minutes maybe for going through the first time. So I said, let's go through it again. And and this time, you know, I'm going to make sure you get your yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we got in line and then she realized she was going to have to do the, the beginning of it again, where the mirror grows. And I guess that scared her. So then she started crying saying, I don't want to do the mirror again. And at this point, my six-year-old had fallen asleep in the stroller. And so we told her, you get to pick what you want to do. We can do whatever you want right now. And so she cheered right up. <laughs> we did the carousel, I think twice, or no, we did the carousel once. And then we went over into the magic carpets twice, which she loved And then we did the Enchanted Tiki Room at the end of the night. So it worked out. Not the way you had hoped or planned. Mm -hmm. My daughter's the same way where she she gets really nervous. Like she also would be like, no, for having a part. It's it makes it tricky if that's all you're looking for is a photo with Belle. Yeah. At least in like that dress. Like you can meet her in Epcot, but she's just got like the blue dress with like the white apron on. And it's different. You know, it's different. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, let's backtrack a little bit then. Did you guys do any breaks or anything during the day? We did. First, we had lunch at Liberty Tree Tavern. Oh, okay. I love Liberty um, Tree Tavern. Mm-hmm, that was our first time there. So it's like a Thanksgiving feast and it's delicious. I think their dessert was actually the best one. And it is a toffee something. I don't know. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a gooey, yeah. ooey gooey toffee cake. That's what they call yes. it. I was like, yes. it's got some weird name, ooey gooey toffee cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a, that was the winner was the ooey gooey toffee cake. Mm-hmm. And then okay. this was when my daughter also got her second free dessert for crying. Oh, just- so they brought her this gigantic bowl of ice cream with sprinkles on top and a huge like serving spoon. So it was hilarious. And my my two-year-old and my four-year-old played on the floor next to the table instead of eating their lunch. But the nice thing is that all of the kids in the restaurant are having their various moments. And it seemed like we were in a back corner or somewhere where it was convenient to not feel like we were, you know, getting in the way. I do a pre, like, I remember those days. My kids are older now where they're no longer like spinning around on the floor, but I've been there. I remember those days. It was not long ago. And I will say, I appreciate that about Disney world is like, if your kid's spinning around the floor and you're desperately trying to get them, like, please get off the dirty floor, please. You know Mm -hmm. that the parents around you are not judging because they too probably have kids spinning around the floor Mm -hmm. because there's so many parents of young kids. I've never felt less judged then in those situations. So, right. And when someone else's kid was doing it, I was like, thank you. Thank you for making me feel better. Yeah. It's not just me. (laughs) Right. Okay. So Liberty Tree, and then you guys took a break at the resort. Yeah. So this day I took my younger two back to the resort for naps and I got a nap in as well, which is great. Excellent. Uh, And my husband and my older son were able to do Big Thunder Mountain again and and things like that. So they were able to repeat some of the rides that oh, so they the other two couldn't go on. They stayed then while you went and rested? Okay, yes. awesome. And mm-hmm. you guys are doing a dessert party this night. And I, I want to hear where you, which one you did, because there are several, and mm-hmm. what your view was like and the value of, you know, the dessert, what you got versus what you paid if you felt that it was, if it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a must-do for our family. This is the second time that we've done the treats and seats fireworks dessert party at Tomorrowland Terrace, and it is—it's expensive. It's over a hundred dollars per person, including for kids three and up. But my parents generously paid for it, and they just—you know—we all love the fireworks and love having a seat for it, and you know the food and the drinks and everything that come with it. So it was—it was great. So this. You're right. This one is not, it's not cheap. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Did everybody in your group do this one? Yes, we did. The whole group did it. Now tell me Mm -hmm. a little bit about that because some of the dessert parties are a little bit different. The Mm -hmm. treats and seats. Are you seated the whole time? Do you have reserved seating elsewhere for the fireworks? How does this particular dessert party work? So this particular one, you have a seat beforehand and during the fireworks and we actually arrived early. So it, it said that it started at 7.15, but we arrived maybe around 6.30. They seated us around 6.45. We definitely started early. You know, they had the drinks and the desserts out earlier than they had said that they would. Um, and we were at two tables right next to each other, right at the front by the railing. 
So you can see the fireworks and then you can see some of the projections on the castle, but you can't see, you know, if you definitely want to see all of the projections, you know, it's not the best. But when Tinkerbell comes down the zip line or flies down, she lands right above your head, you know, so she flies basically over your head to Tomorrowland Terrace, which is cool. It's been a while since I've done a dessert party. The last time I did one, they had seats already pre-assigned. Like when I got there and I was like, all right, you know, here's my name. It's party two checking in. They were like, all right, you're at table, whatever. Was that the case here or was checking in early an advantage? Is that what got you right up to the railing or was that just luck? That's where you were assigned. I really don't know. One of the reasons why we arrived early is because we thought it might give us an advantage. And so we asked them before we checked in, you know, are we going to be together? We had this one we had booked all together because you prepay for it. Mm-hmm. So my my dad prepaid for the whole group and they told us, you know, you're going to be at those two tables over there. So it seemed like they looked on a list and maybe it was pre-booked but I don't know for sure. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious because it's been so long since I've done a dessert party, but I definitely remember it's seats being assigned, which for me, the particular party that I did, the last one that I did, it didn't matter because you weren't watching fireworks from the, that seat. But I thought it was interesting because they, I was seated with another group because there were only two of us. And so they seated us with another party of two. So like we, you know, we made friends, (laughs) but yeah, it was just because this one, it's a little more important because it, where you're seated will, Mm -hmm. you know, have an impact on the view that you have of the fireworks. So at the end of the fireworks, everyone started cheering. And at first I thought, oh, it's, you know, everybody's really excited about the fireworks. But then the couple next to us leaned over and said, he just proposed, you know, they pointed to the next table. So evidently there was a proposal there right at the end of the fireworks. Oh, how cool. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Okay, so this one it's what 115 for something like that for adults and you for you guys you said the value is 100% here on this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now are you the type would you if you didn't do this, would you have stayed for the fireworks? Would you've like staked out a spot? What do you think you guys would have done if you didn't have this party booked? I'm just curious. I probably would have wanted to watch them at least one night, you know, we were at Magic Kingdom two days during this trip. I wouldn't have probably done it twice. And I probably would have tried to find something further down Main Street so that we could be closer to the exit. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how much food was there? Like, was was it just sweets? Were there any savory options? What was included in this? They had cheese and some kind of crispy bread things. They called them crackers, but they were not crackers. <laughs> some fruit and then a bunch of desserts, some different non-alcoholic drinks, as well as a couple of different kinds of wine and beer. I think, you know, too, if you if you drink, that also adds to the value. If you don't drink, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe not as much. But the, really, it's you're paying for the convenience, too. And especially with so many little kids in your group. Mm -hmm. Uh, This way, everybody could enjoy the fireworks and nobody has to try and like hold a space for 17 people, right? you know, out in the hub or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So that's a really great review of the dessert party. And hopefully they'll stay the same when the shows change in April. I think they most likely will. But so I assume after the dessert party, then everybody's heading back to Caribbean Beach. 
Yeah, I think one other thing that I didn't mention from earlier in the day was just Mickey's Magic. I took the little ones in there and my daughter, who's four, sobbed through it, like head in her hands, shoulders shaking, sobbed. Oh. And I don't know if it was because she was just tired, overstimulated or what, but it was so loud. And I, that was one thing that I noticed is that almost everything is just way too loud for little it kids. It is, isn't it? <laughs> It's, I feel yeah. the exact same way. You know what I've started doing? Cause I have so many photos of my kids, like plugging their ears at Disney mm-hmm. world. We bring, I will have like a baggie of earplugs, just like the, you know, the foam ones. And I also, for my youngest, cause she's not really, she's not going to put earplugs in. I'll bring like the, the headphones, like the soundproof, like the ear protection with some, cause yes. some, like, you're right. Some of the stuff is so loud I don't understand why I assume part of it's they don't want you hearing like mechanics of Mm -hmm. things but yeah that's I I'm I'm with you on that I don't understand the need for the crazy volume (laughs) some of these rides yeah and I did actually have two pairs of those hearing protection headphones for kids and after the incident with PhilharMagic I had my daughter start wearing hers and that seemed to help her a lot so for things that aren't really scary, but are loud, she yeah. seemed fine after that. Yeah. But yeah. my two-year-old wouldn't wear them. <laughs> the two-year-old knows best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your next day then. Is this the 1st of March? Yes. So this is our quote unquote rest day. Are we actually resting today or are we still <laughs> a, little a little? Okay. A what, little what's our, what's our rest day plan? So we slept in a little bit and then we had a Topolino's Terrace brunch reservation. So we had four different reservations from 10 to 10.45, but we actually got there really early. So it was about 9.30 and they sat us right away. Um, oh, at first, Yeah. So at first they told us that we were going to have to wait a little bit, but then they were looking at their tables and figuring out what they were going to do. And they were like, actually, don't go too far. We might see you right away. Oh, um, Wonderful. That's good mm-hmm. news because that's, you know, that restaurant is hard to get mm-hmm. just in, in general, especially for like breakfast or brunch, as you said. So the fact that you were able to get four separate reservations all around the mm-hmm. same time mm-hmm. and they were able to seat you early and next to each other. That's right. fabulous. Yeah. And our reservations were 10, 10, 30 and two at 10, 45. So they weren't that close together at least compared to some of the other ones that were, you know, five minutes apart. So that was great. The characters were really nice. I kind of felt like the food was overrated. I got the waffle and it was just, you know, there was nothing wrong with it. But for, I think it was $45 for adults, that seemed overpriced to me. (laughs) How about the characters? They were cute. You know, we had met most of them already at Tusker House. It was our, our first time with Minnie. So that was nice, but no, it was cute. I didn't think it was, you know, anything very different. Interesting. Cause this, this is the, the reservation that I feel like for character meals, especially like breakfast, this is the one people are like, the food's the best. The characters are the best. So that's interesting that you're like, eh, like this one was just yeah. okay. Yeah. Now, how did you guys get there? Cause that I think can be a deciding factor for a lot of people you know, whether or not this reservation's worth it. Cause you know, it's at, it's a, it's at a resort. It's not at a park. So you Mm -hmm. do have to do a little bit of, of planning. So how did you guys get to this reservation in the morning? 
So we walked from Caribbean Beach to the Riviera Resort. It's so right easy for you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that definitely helps if you can, yes. you know, take a Skyliner or walk or whatever. If you have your own car, that helps. If you're taking mm-hmm. buses, um, sounds like based on your review, maybe maybe not worth it. If you have to take a bus and transfer and all that. Yeah. I mean, again, they were so accommodating getting us in there. It's just all of our, almost all of our reservations were our our meals were great. So, you know, if I'm trying to find something wrong with one of them, it was that this one was just, it was, it was fine. In my opinion, I don't know if anyone else, you know, thought it was more amazing than I did, but it was all right. Okay. So after breakfast, what are your, your or brunch, I should say, what are your plans? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we went to the quiet pool. So we didn't go to the main pool at Caribbean beach. We went to the one in the Jamaica area, which is where our hotel rooms were. So we just sort of splashed around in the pool, got a little sunburnt, then took naps. We did laundry while we were at the pool. That was why we, or one of the reasons why we chose the quiet pool, because there are laundry facilities there, but not at the main pool. Plus my kids are small and my daughter has a tendency to run off and I didn't want to lose her at the main pool. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. The, I, the quiet pools are some of my favorite day like rest days and for exactly that re- like it's just so much more chill anything else besides breakfast in the quiet pool just naps and then we we had dinner reservations at ohana all right so tell me about ohana first how did you guys how did you guys decide to get there well i asked a bus driver earlier in the week what he thought the best way to get there was and he said to take the bus to magic kingdom and then get on the resort monorail which would take us to the Polynesian. And how did that plan work? Did that work out okay? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, how much time did you give yourself to get there? That's the, I think the trickiest part is figuring out how much time you need to get, you know, from the bus to the park and then, you know, the monorail and all that stuff. Not everyone was ready at the same time, but we all left around an hour before our reservation. And, you know, we, we got there maybe 15 minutes early, the the family that was behind us made it on the next bus that came around and they probably got there right on time. We did spend some time, just a little bit of time waiting. And there was a gift shop there. And my two-year-old has a Pua, the pig stuffed animal from Moana, which he left at home. But he saw one in that gift shop and was crying because he he wanted his Pua. <laughs> so my husband and I are softies and we decided to buy him something. But at the last minute, he changed his mind and he wanted Moana. And he got a little shoulder pet, park pet thing of Hey, Hey, the chicken. Okay. <laughs> so then he was super happy, but his two siblings were upset that we bought him something and we did not buy something. Uh oh. So lesson learned, don't try to shut down one crying child by getting <laughs> into a pain two more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, yeah, I try and set, I'm like for my kids, even when they were little, I was like, you have a dollar limit. And it's like, we, mm-hmm. if you like something, we'll look at the tag together and see if it's that amount at any time during the trip, you can use that dollar limit, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> It works sometimes, not all the time. It works sometimes. Okay. So let's see, what time did you guys end up seated? I'm wondering where, did you get a view of fireworks or anything from Ohana? Was it, did you end up getting seated late enough for that? We did not get a view of the fireworks. We had three separate reservations 
And, you know, we wanted to be seated together, which they were able to seat us together at two tables next to each other. I was actually not the one who checked in for this one. So I'm not sure if anyone mentioned, you know, on top of that, we also want to see the fireworks from where we're seated. So, and, and, you know, our reservations were from 6.30 to 6.50. So we thought maybe we'd be able to go outside and watch the fireworks from the beach. So it turned out that we had tables away from the windows so we couldn't see and the fireworks were starting when we were finishing up. So, you know, I kind of carried one of my kids over to the windows and let them look for a minute and then carried a different kid over. So they were able to see it a little bit, but basically by the time we got outside, everyone was walking away from the beach because they were over. Okay. So your reservations did overlap the fireworks, but you weren't in a position to actually be able to see them. Yeah. And after dinner, when the family sort of walked over and saw what the restaurant, the rest of the restaurant looked like. We were kind of disappointed, you know, and we had just seen the fireworks the night before from a great location. So it wasn't the end of the world. You know, that was a little bit disappointing. The service wasn't the best. Our adult beverages didn't arrive until the third course. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. So we had, they first they bring, I think it's like bread and salad. Then they bring noodles and wings and things like that. And then when they brought the last, you know, before the dessert, it's like the beef or something like that. That's when we finally got our drink. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, it sounds like an off night for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was delicious. I thought I got the Lapu Lapu drink that served in a pineapple. Uh huh. Uh, so that was good. And <laughs> I thought all the food was good. Slow service. But other than that, Ohana is a delicious restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. else planned for the evening? It sounds like you, you pretty much stuck to your rest day. This wasn't, mm-hmm. some people say rest day and I, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this, this seemed pretty relaxing. Yeah, I think it was fine. And and so, yeah, we pretty much just went back and went, and went to bed to get ready for the next day. Okay. So the next day, what park are we heading to? We're rested up. Where are we going? Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Okay. Rope drop, Genie Plus, what are we doing on this day? Yes to everything about Yes to everything. Okay. All <laughs> right. So what are we what are we grabbing first with Genie Plus? And then where are we going for rope drop? So we all decided to get Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes for Rise of the Resistance. My dad generously purchased that for all of us. Oh, that's nice. Yes. So we grabbed Slinky Dog as our first Genie Plus, and we were able to get Rise of the Resistance with our individual Lightning Lane. So we rope dropped Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and this worked out great. So we basically, you know, I don't want to say walked right on. It was the, the line was moving. We got there before they started letting people into the park for early entry, and I felt like a lot of the crowds were going to those other two rides that we already had secured for later. So we did get on Mickey and Minnie's pretty quickly. Then we went over and did Toy Story Mania. And the line when we got off of that was still only 10 minutes long or something short like that. So half the group decided to go on it again. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Now your return time for Slinky, was it in the morning or was it for later in the day? Because Slinky goes pretty quick. It was a mix. So we had, I think, three different people booking for their own families, okay, you know, gotcha. sort of a mix. And so a couple of the families got a time around 
noon and I didn't get mine until the evening, like 7 p.m. ish. Okay. Yeah, that one fills up super fast. Now, were you trying it all with stuff like that when you grab Slinky and you're like, oh, it's not till seven? Are you okay with it being at seven? Are you trying to like edit and refresh and get a better time? I did look and I tried to edit it, but I ultimately decided not to worry too much about that. Okay. Yeah, because I knew it would just be my husband and my older son and I, and my daughter wasn't going to go on it. So when the family got off of Toy Story Mania the second time, the line for Slinky wasn't that long. I want to say it was 35 minutes. So we decided to go ahead and do parent swap or rider switch for that in the morning. Oh, great. Yeah. So my husband and my son went and waited in line for that. And I was with my one sister and our younger kids. Her three-year-old actually rode Slinky Dog and my four-year-old did not. (laughs) Uh, So we had three little ones with us and we went and met characters while they were doing that. Who did you meet? Was it Disney Junior characters? We did that. First, we saw Woody and Jesse and then Buzz. And then we went over to the Disney Junior characters and met all four that were over there. All right. So this is pretty good. a pretty good start to your day. So yeah. we already know everybody's going to be able to ride Slinky twice because mm-hmm. you got the Genie Plus and the standby queue mm-hmm. was short enough still in the morning. It sounds like crowds weren't terribly bad first thing at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I think we, maybe it was the Skyliner because this is the day that taking the Skyliner there was so much quicker than the buses had been. So I felt like we just had a better advantage getting there earlier. So what else are you guys doing in the morning? So we did, we did the Disney Junior show, which was super cute. This was something that my daughter really loved. So she was dancing along. <laughs> and then the families with the younger kids, we did the Frozen show. And my niece was super cute in that, singing along. We grabbed a lightning lane for Smuggler's Run for our next one. I think that was for the afternoon. So we had our individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance and our Genie Plus lightning lane for Smuggler's Run, both pretty close together after lunch. And where are you guys going for lunch? We had Sci-Fi Dining Theater booked. Tell me about Sci-Fi Dining, because that restaurant can get loud. And we were just talking about how, you know, loud things are not always the best with young kids. How did everybody do? And were you seated in a car with so many people? This is one where we actually had part of our party was running a little bit late and the restaurant was a stickler for, you know, you need your whole party to be here to be seated. And so it ended up being fine, but we were separated. We were at three different cars, you know, pretty much as far away from each other as we could get. (laughs) Okay. And they do say, you know, try not to walk around and, you know, go to the other tables while you're eating because it's so dark in there. I don't think they want kids to get stepped on and food to be spilled. And and I will say we ordered the chicken nuggets for my two-year-old and they were really hard, like like crunchy that he, he didn't really eat them very much. I don't think he ate much at all. Oh, interesting. Like over, I wonder if they were just overcooked. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's too Uh, bad. But that restaurant's a bit of a tradition for us. We try to go every time we're there. So I remember eating there when I was a kid. It is really fun. Okay. And so after lunch, you said it's a galaxy's edge afternoon then, because you've got Mm -hmm. your genie plus lightning lane and your individual lightning lane that you purchased for rise of the resistance. So talk to me about your time at galaxy's edge. Yeah, it was great. We loved all of it. 
my three-year-old niece rode smugglers run as well and she seemed <laughs> fine <laughs> oh really so she did okay uh-huh. on that one yeah that because yeah. that you know the seats are so they're so far apart it's individual seats and they're so far apart mm-hmm. that that can be a little scary for little guys because you can't you know hold on to put your arm around them or whatever mm-hmm. I think they held hands across the aisle. They were, <laughs> she and her mom, my sister were in the back row. My parents, you know, they, they like Star Wars. And so my mom was really excited about Rise of the Resistance, you know? So she went on that with us again with the the rider switch. My six-year-old and I went over to gift shop by Star Tours. Name escapes me. The uh, Tatooine. Yeah. Tatooine Traders. Tatooine Traders. Is that, yes. is that the one? Yeah. Okay. So we did the lightsaber build there, which is the $30 lightsaber build. Okay. Not the, not the 200 and something dollar mm-hmm. lightsaber build. Okay. Yes. How was, how was that, that particular build, that lesser build? I mean, I think it's, I think it's cute. It's definitely, you know, something you can check off the box and kind of make your your kid happy without spending two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're huge Star Wars fans or your your children are a little bit older, you know, I could see doing the more expensive one might be might be more your speed. Any dinner reservations? We were going to have dinner at the fifties diner, but we decided in advance to cancel that just from having eaten so much already and the amount of time the meals were taking. And then we also had Oga's Cantina booked. So that was the one that was kind of a bust for us. You know, I knew going in that we might have to stand. I knew that they didn't really have food. There's like two appetizers that you can get. And I had warned the family ahead of time about that. But we all kind of decided, hey, let's just try it and see. You know, we waited a long time to go in and then... We decided, you know, they had one half of the party ready to be sat at a booth, which had actual seats. And we decided to bring the little kids in to let them sit. And then, you know, a little while later, they brought the other half of the party in and they were putting them at a standing table, basically right next to ours. But the other half, so it's this huge booth. And they told us when we sat down that we had half the booth and then the two stools that were next to it. So we took that to mean, okay, they're going to seat another party there. This is like community seating, but no one else came in until right around the same time that the rest of the family was brought in. And when the, the couple or the four group of four that came in saw us with our children seating, sitting there, I think they kind of decided that wasn't for them and (laughs) they asked to be moved. They were very nice about it. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with how they handle the seating there. I So first of all, I've, n- I've been there a number of times. I've never once been in a booth. I've always mm-hmm. ended up standing at the bar. But they do, even if you're at a table, because I'll often go solo, they'll just like stick me with whoever. You know, like if mm-hmm. it's at a standing table, that's they'll just stick you with other people at a standing table or they'll put you in a booth with a family. And if you mm-hmm. aren't interested in sitting with somebody with kids or if somebody with kids isn't interested in sitting with somebody who's going to be, you know, throwing back a bunch of drinks, it's, mm-hmm. it can be awkward. It can be a little strange. Yeah. And so my family had just walked in and they were like, you know, why, why can't we sit there with our family? Like we're, we're together. So we kind of asked a couple of servers 
And, you know, the main reason why was because there actually aren't enough seats for 17 people, but they did let us squeeze in. We had a high chair and then I think an extra stool brought over. And, you know, if people were going to be standing anyway, we're like, can they just stand here with us? So in the end, we squeezed together the first part of the party that had already been there. We were getting close to being done. So I don't know, everyone was pretty frustrated with it, but you know, my mindset was that I kind of expected some of that going in and I could see it being a fun place. If you're, you know, a couple without kids, you know, wanting to get a drink and have sort of a fun atmosphere. Yep. That's exactly what I tell people. Like it's not someplace I would make a stop with your kids, unless your kids are huge stars, star Wars fans and really just want to see you know, the atmosphere, unless that's the case, it's, Mm -hmm. it's better if it's just, you know, an adult, an adult adventure at Oga's, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So kind of a bust. I'm assuming you didn't spend a ton of time there. No. And it's a 45 minute limit. So you're evidently not supposed to spend a lot of time there. (laughs) It's small, you know, I mean, it's a small, Mm -hmm. small area. They've got a lot of people they have to move through. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So after Oga's then, What are you guys up to? We just basically tried to finish up the rides that we hadn't done yet. So we got on Star Tours. We tried to force my daughter on that, thinking maybe she'll actually enjoy it. But as we were walking onto the ride, she was just too upset. So my mom took her off. Okay. So she basically walked through it. And then when I asked her later, you know, what was your favorite part and what was the worst part? She said that was the worst part. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We, you know, we finished up some Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. So at one point I had gotten, you know, I really wanted to ride Tower of Terror. And my husband said, you know, he didn't care. He didn't need to be on it. So I booked one for myself for the end of the night and booked an Olaf meet and greet for him and the kids. So that when I was doing one of the rider switch Star Wars things with my older son, he took the younger two to meet Olaf we were able to do alien swirling saucers. And by that point it was pretty late. So they loved it. My daughter loved it. So we went on it again. It was basically a a walk on. We did our slinky lightning lane, which was great because now it was nighttime. So we did it during the day. Yeah. Different experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we were going to do Mickey and Minnie's again at the end of the night, but we were just too tired, you know? So I ran off and did Tower of Terror right before we left. And then we went back. And that was that. All right. And then an easy Skyliner ride back to your resort. All right. So the next day, this is your final park day, right? Yes. All right. So where are we going on our last day? Epcot. Epcot. Okay. Epcot. What are our big plans for Epcot? Genie Plus, Rope Drop, we we tried to get the virtual queue for Guardians of the Galaxy at 7 a.m., but we fumbled around a little bit and it was maybe 7.01 or 7.02 and we didn't get it. So two of us decided to purchase the individual lightning lane for that for later in the day. And we did not buy Genie Plus. We rope dropped and again, the Skyliner got us there with plenty of time. So we did wait at the entrance for a little while, but since we were on the the Skyliner, we were dropped off at the side entrance. Okay. So you're at international gateway. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no genie plus, but we bought individual lightning lane for guardians. Okay. So right. you said you're rope dropping. So where are you guys headed once they let you in? We're going to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which is right there by that entrance. So convenient. Yeah. And it was great. You know, we got on right away. I think we were off of that 10 or 12 minutes after early entry started. And then we were splitting into two groups, little kids to Frozen, bigger kids to Test Track. And we were able to get over to those rides before regular park open. So the waits for both of those were 20 to 30 minutes, I'd say. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful. So I was in the Frozen group. And when we got off of that, we wanted to try to meet Elsa and Anna right next to it. But they hadn't started yet. And they said that when they did start, it was going to be at least a 60 minute wait. So we decided to get a snack, use the restroom, and then head over to the Finding Nemo aquarium area. And what time, when you purchased the individual Lightning Lane for Guardians, what time did you grab? Was it morning, afternoon, evening? Mine was for right after lunch. So we had lunch booked at Space 220. So we were going to be nearby and I was able to grab 140, I think. Okay. And you got reservations for Space 220. Yes. That's great. Did everybody and everybody went to Space 220? Yes. So you were able to get multiple reservations for Space 220. Yes. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this was our last park day, if you remember. So we had 66 days or whatever that was. Yes, that added bonus time really makes a huge difference because anybody who doesn't have that at the 60 day mark when they look, Space 220 was probably booked up. It was probably full by then. So, okay, great. So you went over to the aquarium. Mm-hmm. I assume the kids just absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah, they did. We rode Nemo. We did the turtle talk. We looked at the dolphins and the manatees. Before, sometime in there, my my husband and the older kid group had finished test track and they came over and did Soren because the, the wait wasn't too long. And then they met us at the aquarium. So we finished up the aquarium and then walked over to Space 220. Tell me your thoughts on Space 220. Did you do the full restaurant or were you in the lounge? We were the full restaurant. We didn't attempt to get the lounge because of the size of our party and just thinking, you know, what are the chances we'll actually get that for that many people? When we got there, it seemed like they were maybe just opening up. Our reservations were 1145, 1155 and noon. I imagine we probably got there a little bit early and the restaurant was kind of empty at that point. But they said something to us like, oh, good thing you're early because we're full today or, you know, something to that effect. And it did fill up as we were eating. But it was nice because it it felt a little quieter. It was not too dark to see, but a little bit darker and calming. Um, it was a cool experience. My daughter was really excited to point out the things that she saw floating by <laughs> in space. Yeah. Were you seated near the window? Where Where were you guys at? Were you all next to each other? We were, we had maybe one or two tables in between us. So we had two big tables. We basically split up girls at one table, boys at the other for the most part. And we were down toward the windows and all the way as you're walking into the left side. So we were sort of at an end, but I, it didn't seem like there were bad seats in there or anything. What did you guys think of the food, you know, the, the atmosphere versus the price Know, was the was the value there at this particular restaurant? I mean, you've had a lot of restaurant experience so far in this yeah. trip, so yeah. <laughs> love to hear this one ranks. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely expensive. Most of us did get the steak, which was good. You know, it wasn't the best steak I've ever had, but there was nothing wrong with it. It was a unique experience. I'm not sure it's something that I would rush out to pay this amount for again, but it was nice to be able to experience it. My dad thought it was a little disappointing. Just he felt like there was a lot of hype around it and then it wasn't that great, but I don't know. I thought it was neat. My daughter (laughs) thought we were actually in space. So, so where are you guys headed after space 220? So we had our guardians virtual queue. So my husband and I did that with rider switch. So he wrote it with my son the first time and I got sunscreen on the younger kids and my two-year-old tripped and hit his head on the sidewalk. Oh, ouch. So I had to console him a little bit, but it was, you know, just a little scrape on the head. It wasn't a huge deal, but I did look up where first aid was while we were waiting for my husband to get back. And so, you know, by this time my son was fine. He wasn't upset anymore, but I just wanted to get it cleaned and maybe get a bandaid put on it. So my husband took the two younger kids over to first aid while I rode guardians again with my son. And he said that they like checked his pupils to see if he had a concussion and did the whole nine yards, gave him a nice pack. He was fine. You know, honestly, by now it's been, I think three days and it's almost gone. So good. Well, you know, it's good to hear that they take it seriously though. Mm -hmm. Okay. What happened after that? Well, guardians was amazing. We were really (laughs) excited about that. And we did during lunch, we were able to also get the 1 p.m. virtual queue for Guardians. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. So you tried again with the virtual queue. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're riding it twice then in yes. this day. Awesome. But it was it was very cool. No motion sickness or anything. You know, it's so it's unique because it's a roller coaster, but then the individual cars turn a little bit. And then you have the screen. So I could see how it would be disorienting. But once you can kind of orient yourself and figure out where you're turning, I don't don't know. It's just, it's cool. Did everybody else like the ride? Yeah, absolutely. It did break down later. So some of our party only had the virtual queue. And while they were waiting later that afternoon, it broke down for quite a while. And I believe they were given some sort of lightning lane way to ride it later. And it did, it did get back up by the end of the day. So most of the group was able to ride, but they said someone lost a backpack. Oh, so they were testing it and that sort of thing. Oh man. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. What else that day? So after lunch, my husband and I did the guardians ride. And then we basically had a few hours in the afternoon to just go around the world and take it easy. So we got some adult adult beverages around the world. The kids played in the the hedge maze at the UK pavilion. I think that was pretty much it. And then right before dinner, we was able to take my daughter and then my sister and my niece through to meet Elsa and Anna. Oh, you did make it back to meet them. Yeah. Good. Maybe a half hour wait. I did have to finish my beer before I could get in line. (laughs) Yeah. Was this... Like how late was this? Was this like during the fireworks when you went back? It was probably about 5.15. Oh, okay. So it's still pretty early. Mm -hmm. We had dinner at six o'clock at Acker Shoes. Oh, okay. Okay. So So tell me me about dinner over there then. 
Mm-hmm. So we had eaten there five years ago when my my niece, who's now 10, was younger. And so it was really sweet to see her with all the princesses at that trip. And so we did it again this time, now that we have two more little girls who love princesses. And it was great. You know, the food is a little bit different. So I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but we had different princesses than we were expecting. So we had Mulan, Tiana, Belle, Aurora, and Snow White, which was great because Tiana has become my daughter's favorite princess. <laughs> so that was a nice surprise, even though we had met her before. That's, that's great. And Mulan, we didn't know you could even meet there. So it was, it was great that we got to see her. All right. Anything after dinner? Are you guys staying for fireworks at Epcot? You know, my husband and I didn't quite agree on what we should do. I think he was pretty spent by that time. We went on the boat ride in the Mexican pavilion, Mexico pavilion, right before, or right after dinner, because we were right there and it was a walk on. And then uh, we sort of argued about whether or not we should use our, our, our virtual queue for guardians. Okay. So who, who won? Uh, <laughs> what, what was, what I was the verdict? So my husband decided to take my son on spaceship earth and then take the little two home to the resort because my daughter had fallen asleep in the stroller and the little one was still up, but you know, it was, it was late for him. And then I took my older son back over to guardians. And so we got in line about eight fifteen, and we thought it would be about a 45 minute wait. And we ended up getting off, you know, maybe an hour later. So harmonious harmonious was over by the time we got off of it. So we missed it. And my husband had taken the younger two back, but some of the rest of the family had watched it. The park was closed when we got out and it was over. So it was just my six-year-old and I, and we were looking for the bathroom and he was distracted and tired and tripped over his own feet and scraped his knee. Oh yeah. So that was the end of our trip for us. And Honestly, I thought maybe he actually tore a ligament or cracked a bone or something. Oh, that bad. Yeah, it turns out, no, he was fine. It was just a scrape. But, you know, I was worried and he was limping. So I did carry him most of the way out of the park, which was a little exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And how was, you know, the Skyliner is the most efficient form of transportation at Disney. But the end of the night... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can get a little rough. How was the Skyliner after the park was closed? Was it, had the park been closed long enough where you missed that chaos or were you still stuck in the, the Skyliner chaos at the end of the night? We were stuck in a long line. Oh. Um, just the two of us. Everyone else was was pretty much back by the time we even got in line. But, you know, it was moving the whole time. I want to say we waited maybe 40 minutes it was still better than the bus because you can wait a long time for a bus too. Oh, and then yeah. you have a long bus ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we were with a, a nice family on the Skyliner that were chatting with us. And so it was, it was fine. We just got back a little late, but you know, we, we didn't have to get up early the next morning. So it was all right. So the next day is your departure day. It sounds like you don't have a, a flight first thing in the morning. So you guys get to sleep in a little bit. Yeah, we did. Our flight wasn't until about 3 PM, I think. But one of the other families in our group had a 7 a.m. flight. So they were up. Brutal. (laughs) Yes. Is that it then? Anything else on the trip? Yeah. I mean, we just packed up and we we got a quick service 
kind of brunch at the resort before we left. But that was pretty much it. We saw some friends we knew at the airport that happened to be there at the same time. Oh, how time. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what were your, what were your takeaways from the trip as far as like planning with a big group of people? If you've got a friend who's like, I'm going with family, extended family, and I'm planning, what are your, your biggest tips and takeaways for planning with a big group? Depending on your budget, I would say book one meal together per day if you can, probably a later lunch, because it's nice to have that time together, to have a place to sit in air conditioning, maybe meet some characters, and then possibly do Genie Plus together and, and try to plan some rides together or plan, you know, what are you going to do first thing in the morning? You know, if you have half of your group wants to do one thing and the other half wants to do the other, how can you split apart and come back together, but still have flexibility because things are not going to go to go to plan. Yeah. Yeah. And overall you did a ton of dining. What, you know, Mm -hmm. what did you feel like was the, the best food experience value that you're like this, this one's the real winner. This is can't miss dining experience. Oh man. That's a good question. I mean, they were all good. Crystal Palace, I've done it three times now. I recommend it, but I'm not sure I would do it a fourth time. Oh, okay. Just because, you know, I've done it so many times already. And it's good for little kids. By the time I go back again, you know, maybe they'll be older and not interested. Let's see. Tusker House, kind of the same situation. I've done that twice. I might want to try Yak and Yeti this time since we had to cancel it. Yeah. Liberty Tree Tavern was really good. That was kind of a surprise because it hadn't been at the top of my list and it was really good. So I would recommend that. The fireworks dessert party is a must do for us. I would still go back to Ohana and maybe request a table by the windows. Space 220, you know, I I would recommend it, but not sure I need to do it a second time. And even though I prefer Acker Shoes, I actually have never done Cinderella's Royal Table so I, you know, because I've done Acker Shoes twice now, maybe the next time I go, I would try to do that with my daughter Okay, for that experience. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I asked the question, I'm always curious, but, and I think you touched on this earlier, like it really, it depends on so many factors, you know, who you're mm-hmm. traveling with and what your budget is and, you know, how long are you there? And have you, have you eaten there before? Like you were saying, mm-hmm. like, these are great. They're so great, but I've done mm-hmm. them three times. So yeah, yeah it's, it, you know, it varies, but I, I definitely love hearing people's opinions on these restaurants because it's a big decision. They're hard to get reservations and they're not cheap. So Mm -hmm. I think that's some good, good insight for people. Now you guys did, I forgot to ask this in the beginning, you guys purchased Magic Band Plus, right? Yes. For about half the party had the Magic Band Plus. Half the group. Okay. That's a lot Mm of, of, of bands and the Magic Band Mm -hmm. Plus, they are not cheap. Tell me about your experience with Magic Band Plus. Was it worth spending the money in the upgrade? And did everybody else just get Magic Band or did they just do the key cards, the key to the world cards at the resort? They did the cards. And I kind of wish I had done that too, mainly because with my band carrying a two-year-old around, it kept coming off. And then with my other two kids' bands, I was worried they would come off. So I just kept them in my belt bag thing and was pulling them out as if they were cards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I have done that before. You know what my husband does? Mm-hmm. You can pop out the, the middle of them 
and they, mm. I don't know if they still sell them, but for a while they would sell like keychains, And so you would oh. pop like the, the, just the middle piece of the band, like the circle with, you know, the, the shape mm-hmm. on it, um, into that keychain, And then he'd put it on like his belt loop. Mm-hmm. But he's like the only person who did that. I don't know that they even sell them anymore. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, because it's you're right. Like that is especially if you're carrying a little kid around. So did you find you were using them for anything? Statues or were you looking at them in the evening shows? Or I guess you only did the one evening show. But like what did you find use in them? Any of the games? I didn't. My one sister, my youngest sister is is much younger. She's 22. She's the one who does not have kids who was in, in this party and she had a little bit more free time to figure out how they worked. And she was doing the statues while we were waiting for the fireworks dessert party on our third park day. She was showing me that I had to pair it to my app on my phone and to kind of scan it in front of the statue or walk in front of it. I don't know. So I messed around with it for a little bit. And then after that, I would feel it buzz in my pocket yeah. from time to time, but I just with three small children, I didn't have time to think about that. I wanted to do some of the games that I had heard about with my son, but there was just so much other stuff going on that we didn't even have time to think about it. Yeah, this is, you know, this makes me think of the conversation we just had about Ogas, where it's like, this is, I think, better if you're just adults doing it. I've heard a lot of people be like, oh, it's great for kids. I find the bands to be really frustrating. I don't know if, if your sister had luck getting the statues to work. I've gotten mm-hmm. like two statues to work. And for all I know, it was somebody else walking by and their band did it. Because yeah. <laughs> I like I sit there waving my arm like an idiot and I, I can't seem to get the statues to work. So that if you've got a small kid and you're like, oh, well, it'll be fun for them. Not if they can't get the statue to work. Like we've already talked right. about kids crying at the park. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, that's it's interesting. Kids, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So you had them and didn't even really get a chance to use them. Right. That's but too bad. Maybe but. if they still work the next time we go, maybe at that point we'll use them. Yeah. Just don't be like me. I lost my charger for mine. So <laughs> like, <laughs> like hmm, I wonder if they sell replacement chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to look out for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was there anything else that, that we missed? Anything else you wanted to touch on? Yeah. I think there were just two more things I was going to mention. Okay. Uh, my three kids, I don't know if they're accident prone, but we had at least two, you know, minor injuries per kid, scraped knees, bumped heads, that kind of thing. So I would definitely recommend having band-aids and some sort of antiseptic, you know, something to yeah. clean with. And don't leave that in the hotel room like I did. Actually bring <laughs> it to the park with you. Also um, good if you get, you know, like calluses, if you're not used to walking so mm-hmm. much, like on your feet or from like rubbing on your shoes, having band-aids sure. is good for that too. Yeah, definitely. And then using Genie Plus for multiple parties, because we were all connected to each other and family and friends, I could see my sister's family's Lightning Lane reservations and mine. And it got really confusing because you would see a time for for a ride uh. and you had booked it and it wasn't yours, it was theirs. And we were nervous about accidentally changing each other's. And there's a little kind of yellow highlighted warning thing that says, I don't know, it's some kind of like, this might not be yours, but it's hard to see. I, I don't know. It was just a little bit confusing. You yeah. know, yep. I did my research in advance. I, you know, I'm a 
relatively smart person, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And I still found that confusing, like just having multiple parties in there could be a little bit confusing. Yeah. I wish there was a way to filter it out. Oh, these are really, really great tips. Thank you so much for sharing your trip with me today. Thank you. This is fun. Thanks again to Rachel for sharing her trip with me. I have a couple more trip reports coming up this month. And on top of that, I have my own trip uh, in early April for the opening of Tron. I also want to check out Flower and Garden Festival while I'm there. So if you're going to be in the parks uh, early April, look out for me. Make sure you say hi. And if there's anything in particular that you want me to check out, just drop me a line. I am happy to help out and share the knowledge in any way that I can. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, there is a link in the show notes. You can leave me a voicemail uh, if it sounds like a good fit. And if the scheduling works out on my end with the dates of your trip, I will reach out. Otherwise, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys in the parks.